Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Quart is a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Perth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Yes, and welcome to the Quarters and Barra podcast. I am Glenn Quartermain, Chief Sports Writer for the West Australian. With me is Adrian Barrett, Channel 7 guru, former West Coast Eagle <laughs> and president of the Perth Football Club. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch, but please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Barra, massive round three, got quite a bit to get through. So right off the cuff, Mm -hmm. I'm going to introduce yesterday's uh, really enlightening Leadership Matters Mm. um, lunch at Crown Ballroom where Gil McLaughlin was the keynote speaker and did a really interesting Q&A with David Koch. Um, the two things that caught my attention, one were his comments on the gather round, uh, in the, his exit point uh, yes. from the CEO job sounds as though he's going to stay around for a little longer. Well, yeah, cause gather rounds like next week, isn't it, it is. So, and he's still around. So, but I, I think the push is still on for him to stay. I know the chairman of the AFL is super keen on him. Actually, I said to the, uh, I think this is all right to say, I said yeah. that to the chairman of it the is, AFL. Barra. <laughs> to our listeners, they need to know the, the real stuff, mate. I said to Mr. Goiter, because he's big at Telethon, big on seven, and um, I said, we've got to keep Gil, don't we? And he goes, mate, why don't you tell him that? <laughs> and so I, t- I was looking for Gil to say, mate, Gil, can you please stay? I suppose, I don't know how it works in these corporate areas. If you if the die is cast, do you have to go or can you change? But of course you can change. They're talking about Qu- CEO Qantas. They're talking about the Brisbane. Brisbane Olympics. You know, like he's got the pick of the jobs, hasn't he, really? I don't think he could be the CEO of Qantas, but certainly could run the Olympic Games. I would rather run the Olympic Games than be the CEO with, of Qantas, to be hey, quite what about, Hey, what about that story that Gil told about how Goida was trying to fix some plane problem and uh, he texted Gil because he thought, oh, Gil might be on this plane getting coming to Perth. He said, you on that plane? And he said, yep. He texted back, <laughs> yep. <laughs> he said, oh, all right, I better see if I can uh, sort this out because there's a bit of drama going on. So it's amazing the world those guys live in. I, like, I really liked him talking about his mentor and uh, the fact mm. that he was going to give himself three months after his exit from the AFL before he made a decision on what he was doing next. He rang his mentor when he was received a job offer and the mentor said, don't ring me again if you're going to – I asked you for three months. Yeah. If you're going to ring me within the three-month period, then find someone else to be your mentor. But So if uh, you rang me and said, look, I'm thinking about changing my – I'd say, mate, good idea. Do that. But, <laughs> but the other two interesting bits was the COVID, the fact that they left the decision up to him. Yes. All, all the advice he got, the presidents were split. Do we go on? Do we sort of you know start playing, playing in front of nobody? It basically came down to Gill's – his sense of what the right decision is, isn't it? His instinct. And the goods thing, they didn't kind of act quickly enough or mm. or forcefully enough about the booing around Goodsy and it became a massive story. It was and very early in his tenure. And, he, and he regrets not doing it. And, of course, that's Eagles fans. A lot of that's directed at West Coast fans. Well, all fans, all around the country. It was disgraceful. Yeah, but he didn't throw a spear at any other fans except for West Coast Eagles fans, <laughs> yeah, my friend. Imaginary <laughs> spear. Imaginary spear. It was, a, it was an So I think he dance. was pretty fired up, old Goodsy, about the Eagles fans. And I would, taking their side, I would say the Eagles fans were booing him because of the way he plays and staging for free kicks and that sort of thing rather than being racist. Well, I but, hope so. But who knows? But who knows? We will never know. I would say there'd be a mix, Barra, to be, if we're brutally honest about it, I would say there would be some racist people out there at all clubs, mm. um, but I would think there would be also an element of But we uh, got Lewis freak- Jetta. The Eagles got yeah. Lewis Jetta after that, mm. and Lewis did the famous dance mm-hmm. at the Eagles people as well, didn't he? You Remember? know what? And I reckon we're a bit of a pile-on country in many ways. I reckon a lot of people would just be booing because other people were, and they thought it was a bit of fun to do, not thinking about the effect. Oh, so, some people would boo Santa at Christmas. <laughs> Let's go. Who can we boo? Santa's out there. Boo Santa. Oh, don't they just that. love booing. Don't do you that pay your Santa. money, you're allowed to boo, I think. Uh, yeah, it depends whether it's... Sp- don't you reckon? Actually, I've got a story about that. From. I just came back from speaking to Andrew Brayshaw, mm-hmm. and I asked him about Any that. news from Frio for us? Yeah, well, I was about to tell you, mate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> tell us. Uh, he, uh, he said, I said to him, well, what about Gaffy getting booed? 
because obviously he's being booed because of you know what happened between him yes. and Brayshaw. Did he break his jaw? He did indeed. Took yes. out a few teeth, that yeah, sort of thing. Just a very uh, – I think we all accept that apparently he's the worst boxer at the Eagles and it was just a very clumsy attempt. Uh, I don't think he meant to hit him, but he got him flush and he did break his jaw, so he had to pay the price for that. Lost but I don't think there was really any malice in it. No, no, no. Engagement. So stop booing him, please. Yeah, well, what Andrew said, being a very responsible and mature young man, he said, look, I'm over it. Why aren't the fans over it? Mm. It's a bloody good, good, bloody good point. It's it a bloke is. who's involved. The other thing he said down there is about dissent, which I probably will get to later on, yeah. but how hard it is as a player with the umpires not to show dissent because it's a passionate game, an emotional game, and your reaction when you don't get the free kick is like, jeepers, umpy. And if you throw your hands out, you're gone like Cornelio, gone two, that kids, was, two okay. goals. Unbelievable. Well, I'll have my say on it. I think that was a, gr- a gross overreaction. The problem is, by, by if, the umpire. If it's cons- yes, by the umpire, yeah. yes, it, it turned the game, Barra. It turned I the know, game. Now, the AFL's response yesterday was as wishy washy as it gets. How long was it? it? Dan Richardson. It, it didn't back the umpire. Dan, keep it, it concise, out, son. It didn't hang him out to dry either. It was sit- sitting on the fence, A grade sitting on the fence. It's a grey area that they work in. Well, how, about, how about saying this? Hey, Dan, I'm going to ring up Dan after this session. Hey, Dan, how about just saying if you throw your arms out, you're going to get pinged? How but about saying that? He didn't say that, did he? The issue I so had... So now I, we still don't know. The issue I had is that last year they were hard on it early, then they went soft, then they went harder again, then they went soft. So no one knows what the hell's going on. Yesterday, even in the game, in the Carlton GWS game, there were other, other examples incidents. that weren't called. Thro- arms thrown out going, mate, what are you doing? So Where's I, my free kick? I'm okay if it's consistent across the board no and the players kick. know. I'd still rather there be... I think if there's um, vulgarity, if you swear at an umpire... Vulgarity? I haven't heard that for a while. But if you can... <laughs> oh, you've heard plenty of rule. it in this newsroom. <laughs> but if you... If you um, Stop being vulgarity. If you blaspheme, Barra, if you... And if you, Blasphemy. if there's, if you're aggressive towards an yeah. umpire, I think if you swear that's enough. If you swear enough, it's just a how is that not a free kick? But I mean, he, he hardly, he, you know. But you saw Cornelio's replay. He he, all, he sort of bailed out. He didn't. He, he sort of put his hands up. And then he went, oh well, this is so, trouble. And the other, and issue, they get a second kick. So two goals, ridiculous. And, that is ridiculous. It is. And we were we were sort of second guessing on Saturday. So was there a build up to this? Was he a serial offender on the day? And there was some conversation from the AFL. That suggested he was, but GWS Stephen staunchly Cornelia. defended him and Stephen said, Cornelia. "No, he He's is not. Perth. He is not that player. He does not do that." No. So we move on. His brother plays at Perth Footy Club. I, Jacob, vice captain of the Perth Footy Club. There you go. Salt of the earth, the best family. You've got the plug best in early. Family well ever. done. Yeah, you're right. I did too. Um, I just, <laughs> I wanted the AFL to come out and give us some clarity. We've got none. It's, it's. Thanks, Murkier Dan. than ever now, so I don't know where we stand on it. Now, just Have the last go. one on Gill's lunch yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, the I was really intrigued by his commentary on why there are no AFL gay, uh, why no AFL players have come out as gay. Interesting his response to that because the AFLW encouraged diversity. We know they encourage same-sex relationships, mm. but in the AFL, it, 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 there are none who have come out. Him, Gill suggested, and I agree with him, that there's a stigma attached to being the first, mm. and that's why he can understand why they wouldn't want to do that. Um, and with the women, there's no first because they all sort of came out well, at the same time. Well, why wouldn't the men just come out en masse? Not all of them, but, you know, there's a big yeah. group. Yeah, but why but wouldn't the men just come out? About why, but do you think that's I've a I've researched it. You, you know what? You're pretty smart because I spoke to the AFLPA, and they said that there has been a bit of a push to perhaps get, gather together the, the men who – are gay yep. and say, right, let's all come out together. Great Five idea. or six or ten at once rather than being the it single focus. It would be focus. big news for a day or two, as it should be, because it's the first, it's a, it's a new frontier. And you know what? But then we would we just move on. Yeah, and it's no big deal. No. it's But I know Ian Roberts well. You know Ian Roberts. NRL. So 1995, manly prop, uh, came out and no one has followed. No one's no followed. One's, no one's come after him. Which he is was re- the first one. And he ne- no one actually followed suit. So, unless I mean, what are the, what are the stats? Ten percent. So it's got to be it's got to be other fellas out there. There's a famous rugby player, um, famous soccer player, famous basketballer recently in, in Australia. So it's stra- It is strange, isn't it? Maybe they don't feel safe 
in the AFL space with the big crowds and the abuse. I don't know. Yeah, I think if they came out en masse, I think it would be a different story and we could move on pretty quickly. And I think they would be embraced by the AFL community as they should be. Barra, we'll go through the games. Let's start with a big one, the carnage oh. that was Western Derby 56. And I believe you're taking issue with my votes. I was one of I'm the... I'm not taking issue. Okay. The Dockers fans, because I happen to be down at uh, yep. Coburn this morning, I won't say who it was, but... Um, I think, well, you gave Tim Kelly two votes. Absolutely. So I go 3-2-1, so second best on the ground. So Wrong was best on ground. Kelly was second yep. best on ground, and I gave one to Michael and, Walters. And what, Will Schofield, who is a Premiership Eagle, gave no votes to Tim Kelly. Mm-hmm. So I was just, I, I'm not having a crack at you. I'm just passing on the feedback that perhaps Kelly could have got one vote like the other fella did. Okay, let me give you the coaches' votes, the official coaches' votes. Mm-hmm. So this is Adam Simpson. Yep. Yep. Justin Longmuir. Yep. 10, Caleb Sarong. 7, Tim Kelly. 7, Sam Switkowski. 2, Michael Walters. 2, James Ash. 1, Oscar Allen. 1, Shannon Hearn. No Sean Darcy in there. I'll quickly explain. No my... Switter in yours either, No, by the way. no, but I'll explain my votes. <laughs> I thought Sarong and Kelly were the two best players on the ground. Right. And I thought the 41-point margin, by the way, was just not an indication of the closeness of that match up until the last 15 minutes. And I thought Kelly was instrumental. I thought Shuey was miles let me ahead. Get, hang on, let me get around. So apart from getting thrashed they, at the they end. They weren't thrashed. Thrashed at the end. On the scoreboard they were. Yeah, but thrashed at the end. No legs, no rotations. Yeah, I know. So... Surely that's a factor, though, isn't it? That they get thrashed at the end. It's only for 15 minutes. I thought yeah. Tim Kelly was outstanding okay. throughout. So he gets my two. He was always getting my two at the end of that game. Right. Um, and Sarong was always... So I was, had a, a real debate in my head, Barrow. Who am debate. I giving the one to? Yeah. And the... <laughs> See, we're a clean show. We're a clean show. Hey, Sean Darcy, so Sean Darcy, sixty odd hitouts, but very few went to his players. Yeah. So they only won a lot the went to Shuey in the first quarter. Well, he was <laughs> I, he was ahead in the voting in my mind until he sadly yeah. went off. I thought Darcy's impact wasn't as big as it looked. Did on you the think statute. about giving Tim Kelly one vote? No. He was always getting oh, two. Okay. So the so the one for Harsh me came down to a split between Switkowski and Walters. And I'll happily I can see. I can see why people would give Switkowski one. He was terrific. But I thought Sunsun, four goals mm. in a game where yeah. you know it was it was tough to kick him. Um, early it was it was good to kick him because it was end to end. But I just thought his influence was um, massive on that game. Yeah. And, and since he's come back, he's really changed that forward line structure. He's so that's really why, helped. That's why I gave my three two one. And you know what? I was comfortable so with. So Will them. Schofield, no idea, eh? Not saying that. It's very. Well, he, he didn't give him any votes. Well, I'm not saying he's. What got are you no saying idea. about that then? I'm saying I disagree with those votes, as he probably disagrees with mine. But that we're allowed okay. to disagree. Right. So, um, what did you think though? For me, I exited that exited that derby thinking the Eagles are in a world of pain. Because let's go through the carnage. McGovern looks like it's a tendon in the hammy, so that's going to be a lengthy stint out. And if it's later in the season he's returning and they're they're not going to play finals, mm. then you probably put the cue in the rack. Shuey, good news. We believe it's only a short one, a couple of weeks. But hang on, he, I don't think he can have a short one, can he? Well, because of his history. Mm. Well, they, they, I think they couldn't send him back in after two or three weeks. Well, you, you make sure it's right. Uh, Cripps. Well, that's fo- what they've been doing. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, f- I felt so sorry for him because oh, mate. he was the best player out there. Fantastic fellow. And I love the way they had him running off half-back as the extra mid. And he was uh, a strange setup at the start too, Barry, with him and uh, Luke Jackson. Mm. And uh, I thought, geez, that's a strange setup. Stand I know they're trying to get Luke into the game, which which that's a good call. But the matchup itself, the way it worked, he, the first clearance straight out of the middle was Luke Shuey. Mm. So it was never going to work. Um, I thought, oh, sorry, we'll go on. Jamie Cripps, so four months with that broken ankle. Chess has done a knee. We're not sure what's wrong with Liam Ryan. As Adam Simpson said, could be five things because he, I think he uh, said hello to a Qantas plane when he was up there before he came down. Um, Oscar Allen, we're not sure about him. He he did have that knee, held his knee when I, yep. and my heart was in my mouth there for a moment. Then I was really pleased to see him get up. Um, Petrovsky Seaton had a guard on today on his hand. So, so who's the second one? Because on the news last night... Sounds sim- like it's petrevsky Seaton and, it, and Chessa. So it's, Sounds so it's like those it. two, is it? Well, I hope it's Four not. Four to six weeks. Oh, with all greatest respect to petrevsky Seaton, who's been good the last few weeks, but I just I don't want it to be Oscar Allen. So what happens now... I mean, that was the carnage out of it. I think the derby discussion, obviously, it would have been a much closer derby, much more I was fun. underwhelmed by Frio. Underwhelmed. Yeah. 
And have they turned the corner? This, no. In the last, in round three last year, they beat the, the Eagles by 55 points and went on to win the next six, basically. Well, let's hope. See, a win can build your confidence. Yeah, well, Jackson would have got a lot out of it. And Walters. Yeah, I think he was better. Sort of guys. He was Sarong, better. Sarong was back. Sarong, Sarite. Jackson's interesting because the first two weeks and in round three, he was getting his hands to lots of the footy, getting to position a lot. So there's a big tick. But he's still nearly, isn't he? He did take a couple of nice grabs, Kicked which is goals. great. And you can see he get a bit of confidence out of it. So let's hope he builds from that. But for me, Luke Jackson, it's a long, it's more of a long-term build. I'm, I'm not mm. expecting him to shake the competition up this season. I think he's still going to yeah. be a very good player for them over the long term. So heading into – is exciting, though, isn't he? Heading towards the mid-season draft, though, the Eagles haven't got a pick at the moment. I ask you, Glenn Quartermain, do they delist somebody and take a pick? We're going to have to see where they're at. It. Uh, possibly, yeah. I think so. Um, and, probably, and do they take a Ruckman? Uh, they do. Do they take Sam Naismith? Well, they're going to have to the beat BFL. The, probably, and they're going to have to beat Collingwood to one because they'll be going for a Ruckman in the yeah. mid-season draft as yeah. well. Yeah, well, that's Darcy Cameron. Yeah, but how good was he going? You know, the Eagles could have got Darcy Ruck, uh, Cameron, and they didn't. No doubt. Man, well, how? Why did? After the, I'm going to ask the boys. So why could Geelong, you and get, they they could do with a Ruckman, but yeah. we'll get on to that. But uh, Sam Naismith, I tried to get him to Perth because he was being offered around and. The knock on him was his knee. He hadn't come good last year. But he's killing it in the VFL at the moment. He'd be someone to look at, I reckon. But he is a bit old. So maybe, I don't know, the young bloke that's coming through at West Coast, do they wait for him? Do they wait for the rest of them to develop? Probably not. That, Nick Nat's not going to be there maybe next year, is he? Well, he's contracted, isn't he? But uh, He's contracted, but he'd be on high... I worry about the Achilles. It'd be, it'd be all about his... Con- Incentives, wouldn't it? It'd be him. He'd no. be on match payments and stuff like that. He wouldn't, and he'd be marketing. He wouldn't be getting a big whack. The sad thing for I questioned the two years initially. I understand why because he's unique. Marketing. marketing. No one. Yeah, it's yeah. marketing. But also, when he plays, he no player influences the midfield more than he does. Mm. His midfield, he mm. really does, and um, so that's. But. The Achilles problem worries me because what is Nick Nat's strength? It's his leap, is his athleticism. That's if that's taken away from him, he goes back to the field. So I, I hope we see some good footy from him still, but it's going to be a battle. Uh, Frio, I just thought it was better. Obviously, that handball to kick ratio improved. There's a, mm-hmm. a lot of meters gained by handball, um, and there was a lot f- fewer backward kicks. It was more direct early. It looked really good. It was end to end footy from both teams, and I think. The Eagles just ran out of legs. I thought Frio, I was disappointed with their third quarter, and so was Justin Longmuir. Yeah. I thought the Eagles won a lot of respect. And as Adam Simpson said, one of the best quarters of footy that they've played in his time there. Now, good on you, Frio. And in the end, they got the job done. But let's be honest about it. They were playing a team that had no rotations, and they were a couple. Of oh, games. they were tonguing at the midfield, and they were looking at Simo, and he's going, "What do you want me to do? There's no one to come on, you know." So, sorry, Tim. He reckons he turned it. around. He was, he was down on the sidelines. He turned around to speak to the bench. He says, "No one there." There's no one to speak to. How good was Jinby too? He got the old Rising Star nomination for this week, and yeah, congratulations it, to Ruben. Has laid more tackles <laughs> than any other play, any other player in the competition. No, you're absolutely right. It was probably a surprise. I thought Van Ruin might get it. The Roo might get a crack at it. He looked. Good He's too. had three good be- weeks though. Um, yeah, of course. So, but great to see. But Van they did Ruin. get pounded. <laughs> <laughs> but he did play. He played very well. I and, don't think they got I, pounded. See, I disagree with that. Well, 45 points. 41. Is, what would you call that? I think that was a convincing win, win in the end, but <laughs> only because they had no legs left. Yeah, of course, mate. I know this. I'm just saying, okay, they got beaten by 41 points. We'll let that go to the record. So did Jinby this week, I know we're not throwing forward yet, but do you let him play on their great, the gun midfielders or do you put him at halfback where Shuey used to be? It'll be very interesting. We'll talk about that next uh, on Thursday. Won't we? Yes. McCarthy. So what did you make out of the rest of the round? For me, um, Gold Coast v Geelong, finally you know, Gold Coast showed us what the, the talent they have, Lacosius with five goals. Mm. But you know what? We've seen this before. There have been a few false dawns. They've beaten good sides before. And Geelong struggling a bit at the moment, struggling with their defence ability. It's been lacklustre, Barra. And uh, they're zipping three. And on the performance at the weekend on Sunday, you can understand why they're zipping three. Yeah, and they've got a benign draw going forward now, even though we did think the Gold Coast would be benign. But from going forward, do they still make the eight? Probably. I reckon they do. And missing Joel Selwood, Stuart 
he's not at full strength yet. Hawkins, that experiment hasn't worked, has it? They brought him in and just thought he'll be he'll be okay, but he hasn't been okay. And Mate, the other does he need can't... a mini preseason yeah, like Dangerfield exact... got last year? Exactly. Does That's he need exactly one? What so do needs. you drop him and give him a mini preseason? Because the other fella's absolutely on fire. I reckon he looks tired. He looks like he wants – because he's a great player and he's a very big team man. And we all love um, Tommy Hawkins, but mm. he looks like he needs that. Uh, I reckon they're missing Joel Selwood more than anything. Mm. Um, he was slowing down, but he is the talisman, Barra. He's the bloke they all look up to yeah. for leadership. I'm telling you, he plays against the Suns. They probably win. Well, the West Australian midfielder's out too, isn't he? What's his name? The uh, other midfielder injured at the moment. Uh, Menegola. Oh, no. What's happened to Menegola? I don't think he can get a game at the moment, which is, uh, watch this space on that one, I reckon, just a tip. But so Geelong have got a battle on their hands, but they're playing Hawthorne on Easter Monday, zipping three. So I'm tipping, you probably know already who I'm picking, and it won't be Hawthorne for that game. But we move on. Melbourne, Sydney. Now, for me, Barra, Melbourne, Mm -hmm. my preseason tip to win the flag. Got to say, Clayton Oliver, 150 games. Mm. Might be the best 150 games you've seen from any mid, really. I mean, there have been some great players through history. That might seem a big call, but, gee, he just keeps getting better, Clayton Oliver, doesn't he? And you know what he's added to his bow this year? Kicking more goals, Barra. You know where that puts him? Because he he's not a big goal Brown kicker. Brownlow contention. Brownlow contention. Yes. So just a bit of an early tip. He's a big watch for the Brownlow already, I reckon, if he keeps kicking mm. goals. Um, I thought Mitch Grundy... Dun- Mitch Duncan was the Geelong bloke I was saying. Oh, Mitch Duncan, They're missing, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I thought Grundy did really well um, without Gorn's, yeah. Uh, yeah. without Gorn's presence. I thought he had a real impact, particularly around the stoppages. So well done to him. It's frightening that they're coming here. Van Royen, well done to him. Three mm. goals on debut and looks the part, doesn't he? He's good. He looks. Roo. They give uh, it the big roo when now, he kicks them. My concern with Sydney, who have looked pretty good this year, mm. but my concern with them is their last two. Now, did they get beat it, belted? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Their last How two. How many points was that? You know why they got belted? Because they had full <laughs> rotations. Forty-one points, weren't it? They had full rotations <laughs> at the end, my friend. <laughs> Fifty points, by the way. Uh, but their last two games at the MCG, of course, last year's disastrous grand final and and Sunday uh, against Melbourne. They've been touched up. Hangover, you reckon? So I'm um, no, I'm saying the MCG. I've got they've got concerns Bogey at that ground. ground. Well, yeah. their last two games there. Have Ma- been maybe average. it's because Buddy was playing. Oh. Like ten times they went to Buddy. Logan must be get, he must be getting jacked. There you go, eighty-two and sixty-two points uh, against from turnovers mm. at the MCG. Um, so, but are you going to go with that? Do you think that Buddy? Like I'm not sure that Buddy. I mean, he's a superstar. Yeah, I'm going with Buddy when he's fit. He's still a superstar. But I, oh, you're still going with him, but don't go to him every time. No. Ten times they went to him, and I think three times they went to Logan. He so must be getting peed. I'm not that. sure if Buddy, uh, Logan, and Amati can work in that forward line. I think you're going to mm. have to dispense with one. It's a pity for Amati, but Buddy won't be there next year. So I, I'm sticking with Logan. I want him to play as much footy as you can. Yeah, righto. What do we got next? Showdown, Barry. You talk about controversy with votes. Oh. The showdown. Now, I don't want to bag them either, but it was uh, Jordan Dawson who won his second showdown medal out of three yeah. showdowns. Did he win it for Terri- last year's game? He did. When he kicked the goal after the <laughs> no, siren. Yeah, I think they gave him the votes from last year, did they? Yeah, they might have. He wasn't BOG there. It's a big game for Fremantle coming in against them now at Adelaide. I So I, I love their forward line, Rankin. Still thought with five. Rankin was BOG. Rochelle's a great player. I would have given Rankin. I would have thought mm. Rankin was my best player. You just player want to him. rip that little bit of hair off, don't you? you see, if I was playing on you, mate, I'm going to give So, it. Port Adelaide, <laughs> interesting. Um, in the end, that was a uh, really poor... Well, they conceded seven goals in the last quarter. They've got issues. They've got issues around the midfield. They've got talent in the midfield. They've got issues with the coach. You see, Treadray, yep. Treadray said he, his position's untenable. Well, it's only three rounds in, but he's probably he's getting there. That's a big call to come out and ice the ice the coach after three rounds. Uh, well, he's not going to he's not going to be iced after three rounds. But I no, think. But, but would you come out and say the coach has got to go after three rounds? Well, he works in the media. He's, he's entitled to he's have a that poor man, isn't he? He is. It'd be like Pav coming out and saying Justin has to go. It's a you know he's entitled to make that comment. He's paid to be in the media, and he's you know that's fine. I'm just saying, is it a, is it the well, right thing to Koshy do? Koshy has come out the chairman and said he said this preseason. It's pretty smart actually. He said we'll look at it later in the year. So I think he has to win a finals to survive. I think the any, the only thing worse Koshy could have said was he's got the full support yeah, of the board, yeah, I know. and we he know. is gone. We know what happens there. The other one is Georgiades, who's interesting. 
I'd play come him back in, home, Mitch. I, no, I'd play him in defence. Yeah, it's worked with other players. But at the end of the year, come back home. Well, well both clubs would be love handy, him. wouldn't he? Uh, now, how's all the great forwards that WA's got, and none of them are playing for our clubs? I mean, you talk about Van Ruin as well, and you talked about Logan as well. What's well, called but, a national draft. I know, but any chance I'd draft him? Yeah, I mean, I what about the Norton? Norton, they could add Norton. I mean, Fremantle could add Norton. Unbelievable. What, what about North Melbourne? They got Will Phillips, who's a great player, but they could have had Logan McDonald. Mm. You reckon he wouldn't be handy at yeah. North at the moment? You know, yeah, but I'm worried nice about the WA Cups. Larkey and those <laughs> we'll go through the game still. St Kilda and Essendon. I love this game. I love the St Kilda jumpers. Oh, it was brilliant. How good was the build-up? Did you watch it? I did, and it was oh, brilliant. Oh, mate. How good was all the great Saints out there? How much weight's Plugger lost? Yeah, he has. But he's lost that a few years ago. And he's, he's anyone who's wondering, he's not ill. He's actually 100% healthy. He's just been on a serious diet. and um, But I'd like to, I reckon he needs a couple of... Couple of pints, a couple of pints of Guinness, and a couple of, as uh, the old could have been champions. Uh, massive Merv from Moorabbin once said, yeah. when Plugger dropped a mark in the forward line. He wouldn't have dropped it if it was a pie. He wouldn't have dropped it if it was a bag of donuts. <laughs> oh, donuts. <laughs> Probably I needs a bag of donuts. Mate, he was frightening, that bloke. He was absolutely Did you play against him? Yeah, oh, yeah. Go and fill Did in the space in front of uh, Plugger, Barra. Oh, yeah, for sure. No <laughs> chance. No <laughs> chance. Asked I'm staying on my man, mate. <laughs> I didn't refuse. I didn't, didn't do it. Because he used to, there was a bit it of verbal from him. Oh. He, didn't he let you know what he was about to do to you? Yeah, he let M- uh, Michael Brennan. No, that's for sure. <laughs> if you pull my jumper, mate, I'll knock your bloody head uh, off. <laughs> uh, look, full credit to, firstly, Essendon fighting their way back into that game. Now, in past years, they wouldn't have been able to do that, so well done to them. Yeah. They're on the way. St Kilda, massive effort they shouldn't have lost, to be though. challenged. At level. The game was drawn level, and then they kicked away. And I think if you're looking at this St Kilda side, minus Jack King, Steele. minus Membry, minus Jack Steele, this is a side that is... Founded on defence, so it's Ross. It's mm. still there that Ross Lyon blueprint of defence. So if you look at their players, they run into contests. They're running to back up players who are mm-hmm. running to contests. They're closing the space. They're doing that really well. That's their foundation. And then what they're doing is they're going really quick off turnover, but they're not going necessarily through the corridor. Mm. They're going wide and getting the good entries inside fifty because, as yeah. we know, teams are set up pretty well in the back half these days. So they're, they're, it's a good game plan. It's working. Will it last the distance? I'm not sure. Well, you know why it will? Because all those blokes are coming back. Yeah, well, yes, very they'll, good They'll point. be back. Imagine how good they'll be when they're back. You know, what, you know what shites me about the great man is that he says, I'm going with this philosophy, soldier out, soldier in. And I'm thinking, that's not going to work. Players are going to realise that a superstar goes out and a, a dud comes in and ain't going to work. Mate, it's working. Used to work at Hawthorne. Jack Steele goes out. Wilkie takes over as captain, whatever. He plays the game of his life. Well, he's been good all year, Wilkie. Yeah, I know, but he takes the game of his life and they they beat Essendon and they've got three on the trot. Can you imagine him coming into the post the post game review on Monday? He would have been strutting like that guy from the from the uh, WWE, you know, or the UFC or one of those guys comes strutting. Don't watch the WWE. It's not sport. You know the guy who does that walk, that does that strut. Oh man. Or the or the Scottish bloke that you know, Conor the, McGregor. Conor McGregor. He did the Conor McGregor strut. That's what Irish, Ross would be doing. Irish. Oh. I think so. Anyway, I oh, tell me before we move off that, yeah. the greatest saint of all time. They were all out there. Who, who, are we going with Lockett? I mean, if Ooh. after say after Lockett, who's the greatest saint? Oh, well, Daryl Baldock is Baldock. very highly. Stewart lazy Ian three Stewart, brown Ian Stewart very highly rated. Robert Harvey lazy two brown oh, Great player. Dan Lenny Hayes, great player. Winmar, great servants, great player, great player. Trevor Barker, I played against Trevor Barker. Oh, you should have seen Trevor Barker. He was a god. And he was unbelievable. And I had the pleasure of having a few beers with Barks. Um, d- died way too young. I think he was thirty nine. And um, what a one of the best humans you'll ever meet. Terrific guy. Good fun. Um, Could take an absolute hang. Oh, every week he took a hang. <laughs> every single week. Um, and by the way, just on Nicky Winmar, uh, the stuff Kayla's we, googling the stuff uh, we Trevor saw, Barker as we speak. The stuff we saw on Thursday night, Jamari Eugle Hagen. What a fantastic response to the week he had in the mm. lead up with all the race, yeah. the racist comments in the St Kilda game. A lot of pressure on him. Comes out, kicks five, points to the skin. 
channeling Nikki Winmark yeah. 30 years earlier at Victoria Park, and then Nikki uh, responding afterwards saying, I'm proud of you. I thought it was brilliant. Taking the baton. And you know what? As much as there's idiots out there still yelling this nonsense out, we're winning. We're yeah, winning this. Yeah. It's going to take a while, but I reckon the way it was handled was first class. Yep. And it just it Mate, buoys what, my spirit. I reckon me, we're winning. I might even trump you here. Yep. Uh, one word. Arthur. Oh. How good was Arthur? Oh, no, you were moved by it. Well, I wrote Aren't a column you on it. you write about it? I wrote a column on it. I haven't seen it yet. Barry, you've got to read the Sunday Times quarter by quarter on a Sunday. How good was that interview after the game? How good was his mum? Moved the whole family to Melbourne. You know, just to support the kid. He spoke so beautifully. So what I loved, what I wrote about... And From what Mount I, Barker. What I loved about it was it was pure innocence. Yeah. It was, it, even after the siren when he was on the bench and he was saying, can I go out there? Can I go out there? Can I go out there? It was like an Oz kicker running out it for was. his first kick of the footy. And you know what I wrote about is that... You strip it because footy's been, it's all too serious sometimes. Mm. We get so serious about it. And, you know, it's our job to do that as well. But, you know, when you strip away the bright lights and all the hype, he's just a kid who just wanted to play footy and made his debut. Looking around the rooms during that post match with Joe Wobson and Hamish McLaughlin, who did a great job, by the way, looking around the rooms before I do this, I want to find my mum. And her, the mum, who shifted the family from Mount Barker up to Perth mm-hmm. so he could live Obviously out his dream. Obviously a single mum, is she? Must be. So he, I'm not Had sure of those circumstances, but so he could live out his dream. I just loved it. I reckon it's the best interview we'll hear all year. If we hear a better interview than that this year, then we're in for a treat because it just really captured me that. How happy was he? Yeah. Doing selfies. He was just the happiest bloke as out there. Should, Authentic. As, you know as what I mean? he should be. No agenda. He smiled throughout that entire interview. The big cheesy grin There's on his face. a lot of pressure on it. not to drop him this week. Oh, I won't be dropped, mate. I know he wasn't had a massive impact, but oh, <laughs> I, mate, I'd live off that game. So that Carl, we spoke about Carlton and GWS a little earlier. Carlton managed to. The good thing for Carlton is, I they struggled their way to a victory, mm. and yes, there was that dissent, which was a huge call late. Mm-hmm. Bit of a problem with their forward line, with um, Kerno and Mackay. Just get got to be the Fremantle's about them. They're getting into each other's way. Mm. That was happening with Frio the first two rounds. Frio was better at it this week, but they I know, got to sort I, I, out their I'm surprised line. that actually works with the two, the two guns up there. It's like having, you know, two big dogs. It, it just sometimes it doesn't work. And I remember at West Coast when Summer was there, you couldn't go anywhere near the joint. He would have. Two thirds of the forward line that it was his area, and you couldn't go in there. Tell you Nick off. Oh, this is my domain. So well, I don't he know how they most do it. things that came his way, and he converted most things in mm. opportunities. Kicked a lot so. of behinds. So I'm, I'm just not, you know, Carlton are getting the job done. They haven't lost a game yet. Uh, two wins and a draw. Um, Hawthorne, North Melbourne, Barry. Your thoughts, my boys? Yes, mate. Did you tip him? No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you tipped him. No, I, I went all right. I got six. Once like, LDU went out. It was a good reverse no. mock. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, a, that was a big thing. That was huge for them. And Sam Mitchell to get one up on Alistair Clarkson. Didn't, and Clarko didn't take the plane back with him, I noticed. Well, and didn't shake his hand on the ground. What did you think about that? Oh, you know what I reckon? I reckon that game, uh, both coaches would be happy to get it out of the way. Mm. I didn't read to look. It was a bit of theatre for us that they didn't shake hands. And there might be a bit Except in they lost. I, my <laughs> reading of the play is that I don't think there's too much animosity between him and Sam Mitchell. He didn't catch the plane back, mate. He said, I think there's I, I more animosity. right that I get on the plane. I think what do you call that? Well, he didn't want to do that because of the stuff going with the Hawthorne racism probe. Oh, moment. so that's different. Mm-hmm. That's different animosity. Well, he suggested that. <laughs> no, he didn't want to create difficulties. He's got a problem with the Hawks at the moment. You've got to say that. With the administration, I'm not. Oh, with I, Sam Mitchell, you're not sure? I think with the CEO Reeves, and but I don't think it's necessarily with Sam. Good on Sam. Interesting game plan. I think there were 99 more possessions. And midfield was Smashed good. them in the contest. Yeah. But those short kicks, but well-directed kicks. So you had Scrimshaw and it, Morrison come in. Who you know their clearances well. have improved mm. since Mitchell and Jager left. They're rated one. I know. How's that, rated how has that happened? Number one in the AFL, and you lose Tom Mitchell, who's supposed to be the machine. Well, Tom Mitchell. And Jager, go, he, who, who now Jager's sort of a different role at Fremantle even now. So... You know, on the right track, still a long way to go. There won't be too many W's at Hawthorne this year, but they'll take that one. And I think, um, you know, I'll tell you who's going to be a player, Will Day. Mm. And 
I'm not sure if they've signed him. No, they haven't signed him yet. He wants to put it off for a little while just to you know develop his footy this year before he worries about that. He is a priority. Mm. Might be their best player at the moment. Better yeah. than, even than Sicily. Yeah, it was good to see because I think Mitchell said it. We didn't think we were going to get another. I didn't know where my next W was coming from. And there it was, bang. And we should mention, of course, North stifled by the late withdrawal of uh, LDU mm. with, um, I think it was in the warm-up. Simpkins was su- And Simpkins suspended. was out with suspension. Yeah. So those two were big outs. Hawthorne had no forward line, though. Mm. No forward line. And we should mention Tyler Brockman, the Subi boy from Yeah, Subi. yeah. Terrific game from him. Um, yeah, wearing the good. number three, 33 jumper, too. Cheerio to his family, if they're listening. Friday night, Barra. Collingwood v. Richmond. Uh, in the end, reasonably comfortable win to yep. Collingwood, who were... Profligate, Barra. They were missing easy opportunities. Profligate. A lot of forward entries in the first half they didn't capitalise on. What does profligate mean? Oh, no, oh, they got a lot of the ball, but wasted, they could Wasted fritted away opportunities, fritted, Okay, they frittered away, yeah. But are you convinced now, mate? I know you didn't have Collingwood in your top eight this year. Uh, can we say now, after round three, Glenn Quartermain, that Collingwood will make the eight? You want me to do the Fonzie? The were, were. I was were. I was wrong. <laughs> You know what? Yes, Fonzie, I do. Hey, come on. You know what? No, I'm not. I'm not conceding yet. It's round. You don't think they might? will make the eight. I'm saying I was probably wrong, but <laughs> probably. I'm not saying I am. Eight of it's round three. Let's <laughs> see what happens. They might still miss the finals. <laughs> St Kilda's on top with Collingwood. Who would have thought? Hey, can Who? I just say a, a, a one word, mate? Ruck. Yes. yes. No Mason Cox. Yeah. They've lost Darcy Cameron. Mm-hmm. Brody Grundy's been traded away. Yeah. And we understand that, but I'm just saying. I'll give you another word Pendlebury. And two words Dacos, Dacos. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> How so you're saying. Pendlebury. Degoey. Brownlow contender. It's an interesting debate worth having because Man, how the, a lot go? of coaches, if you said to them, the one position you can lose, you can be down on, it's the ruck. Because you can, if you're, lose, if you're um, losing the um, hit outs, you can still compensate. Mm. Would you, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, well, West Coast is sort of going down that path as well, aren't they? They've got no – I think you can get around it. I think you can get around it. I don't know who their fallback Ruckman is now, though, because uh, you're telling me Mason, the American's not coming back. Well, what you'll do, I think they'll go a bit of McStay. I think they'll go a bit of Ash um, Johnson, who was terrific in the first yeah, half Ash last Johnson, week. Yeah. Boy from um, Halls Creek. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked really good in the first half. So they'll go. I think they'll go with a bit of part-timers. And they'll just make the most of it until they get, I guess. What is the news on the on the American? Well, he's got a hematoma, so that would be a little while out. I think he'd be on blood thinners, and um, they'll. Oh, that's that's a serious right. that's a serious health issue. So they need. He was to get there that though, right. smiling in the change rooms and yep. that. He was looking all right. Yeah. So I think um, for me, Richmond missing a couple, but I just I'm not feeling that uncomfortable with leaving them out of my eight at the start of the year at this point. What do you reckon, Collingwood? Oh, no, Richmond. Richmond. Yeah, Richmond. No, you're right. I was just looking at that ladder. How funny does that look? The bottom of the ladder, Geelong. Geelong, holding up the competition at the bottom. The Premiers. It's almost unprecedented, isn't it? It is. That, is, that, that's, that just looks Long remarkable. Long way to go. And Easter Monday, Geelong versus Hawthorne. There's definitely a Premiership hangover. And if you look Do you at reckon? Some, yeah, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. But if you, the language of the players... You know, when they return, good on them for celebrating. I would certainly would. But there was a bit of language there that concerned me it's a like bit. It's like they went it. over the cliff, though, doesn't it, With age-wise? Well, they're, they're going sort of, to. It feels like they've sort of gone. Ooh. We said that last year and they won a flag. So yeah. just they hung on. North Melbourne, I think, in 76. So they won their first flag in 75. I think they might have um, uh, lost a couple. Might have lost three early in 76 and made the grand final. So... It's possible to do so, Barra. So the eight at the moment, North's in there. Fremantle's not. Fremantle probably goes in. GWS, probably not. No. Adelaide, no. Nah. Port Adelaide and Brisbane are the two that probably... Oh, and Geelong, Geelong are the three. Well, so you've got Western Bulldogs, Geelong, Port Adelaide, Brisbane. You'd expect those four... I would expect those four to go in. Who comes out? I'd say North comes out. I think Essendon comes out. Um, and I think St Kilda comes out. But you know what? The ladder oh. doesn't lie. They get back those three stars. Well, imagine, when they have a, when, imagine when they have a proper forward line. Yeah, well, let's see. It might flip them the other way. Now it's time for this. 
Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel mailbag. Got a bit of mail this week, Barra, and thank you to Thirsty Camel. Um, we appreciate your support. Please send your mail in to quarters and Barra at wanews.com.au. Please keep them short as you can mm. and provide your details. How's your voice? Please. You want me to read a few? No, or? my voice is fine, mate. Okay. I'll, I'll hand a couple to you. Hi, lads. The second quarter in the Derby on Sunday had me wondering if I was stuck in a time loop. It was eerily similar to the pre-season match that ended West Coast year before it began last year. Maybe West Coast and Freo shouldn't play each other for a few years until whatever bad luck West Coast have been slapped with runs its course. You were talking about players having a duty of care. In the O'Meara v Witherden clash, should Witherden have pulled out of the contest or did O'Meara have a duty of care not to crash into him? Um... On another note, are we about to have another Cracker Hawks v Cats fight, this time for the number one pick, Dale? <laughs> nice, Dale. Well, first... Harley Reid will be the number one pick. Yeah. The first point he made about... Um, um... Witherden. Witherden and O'Meara. Yeah, Witherden and O'Meara. <laughs> Those things happen so quickly. I thought it was very courageous by Witherden. I'll to throw go back. One out. It was a really courageous by him. And there's and nothing I'm not... that O'Meara could have and done. And I'm not really. having a crack at Witherden. Here's a question out of left field. Should a player be penalised for running into the ba- running with, into a pack like that? I mean, do we need to protect the players mm. from themselves? That's my point. It's a good question. It is a very good question because players with courage will continue to do that, and and we we do appreciate the courage when we see it, don't we? But maybe we have to protect the players from themselves. It's a bit like running with the flight of the footy. Of course, we all allow the courage in it, but. Do we really want to see players hurt? You're no good if you're, if you're not on the ground. It feels like if you're the opponent now, you're in a really tough spot. Do I, do I take this bloke out? You know, like He's just open. He's running with the ball. Or do I just let him run past? And then I get, you know, the coach goes, what are you doing there, mate? As for the Geelong Hawthorne, um, who was that? That was from... Dale. Dale. Hi, Dale. Thank you for that. Um, I hope you're right. I hope it is a cracker, but... I don't think Geelong will be competing for the Harley Reid Cup for the number one draft pick, but I think Hawthorne <laughs> might be. And he's right about the derbies. That's why they don't play pre-season derbies, because they're too too heated up. You want me to read this one from Liam? Mm-hmm. Love the pod. In regards to the Eagles injury woes, do you think the rise in soft tissue injuries in the past few seasons can be linked to the older players' bodies not being able to transition to the fast game style? After being conditioned and trained to play a slower game for a number of years, maybe their bodies just haven't got it in them. Who wrote that? It was Liam. Liam. Put an asterisk next to that, asterisk, mate. Yeah. I reckon that's a clubhouse leader. That okay. is a fantastic email. And I have not thought about that, but that has got some merit. Do you agree? Well, so, uh, I sure he's had a, a problem for a long time. That's the only thing. But, yeah, older bodies, they definitely break but down. But I, I found it interesting, the transition from the, sh- the controlled game plan to the faster game plan. Just checking on quarters, just checking in on the large number of West Coast fans who suddenly left the stadium just after three-quarter time. Did they? I didn't see that. It appears they, I might have missed it, though. It appears they had somewhere suddenly to go. It's wharfy time, says Jared. <laughs> Did you see them leave? I didn't. I wasn't there, so I can't comment on that one. Here's one from the ladies. Michelle, quarters and barra. Instead of death by a thousand cuts... I hope the AFL has the courage to play the 2023 Grand Final as a night fixture at 7.15 Eastern time. So do I. So twilight, though. So 5.15 here. Yeah, uh, Twilight. I think it'll go Twilight rather than night. Yeah, but that's what she's saying. Death by Southern Cut, she's saying, stop, don't just make it, move it to Twilight and then move it to night. Just go the whole hog. No. And the television ratings would support this time slot, and that is true. The later it goes, Broadcasters it's want, want it to be yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. So you say, no, nah, it's got to be incremental. And all the pyro technicians ev- want it to be at night too. Does it eventually get to being a proper night game? Uh, I think it'll be twilight for a while. And then we, it might be, a, I don't mind the transition. It's how is it really that painful to have it twilight and then a night grand final? I'm mm, not sure. No. Good, good mail, very good mail, but I'm just not sure about that. Johnny, hello, gents. It seems like there's a lot of confusion this year about when a free kick should be paid when the ball is kicked out of bounds. Mm. Umpires are play, paying more of these free kicks this year and a lot of people are getting bent out of shape. <laughs> Some commentators have said it's becoming the last touch rule. Are they preparing? That's my. That's a really good email. Are they preparing us for the last touch rule? Now, interesting, Barra. The waffle, they've trolled Pre-season. the bounce and they're now they're getting rid of the bounce. Now they're getting rid of the bounce. 
but they also trialled the last touch and mm. they're not implementing that this year. I think last touch will come in eventually. And I it's really, in the sandful, isn't it? I like the sound of it. I like yeah. it. You do like it? Yeah, I do. Yeah? Okay. If you want the game to be quicker, it's a good idea. Quarters and Barrett, why don't they play a double header this Good Friday? Are WA clubs not worthy of such a fixture? It could start at 7.30pm, which would not undermine the 4.20 fixture in Melbourne. Uh, yeah, look, it's a good point. It comes down to Good you would Friday. You that. Now, now do, you, do you agree with Good Friday football? Well, I'm a, I am a Catholic, man. Okay, so am I. I like to go to the Stations of the Cross. So am I. But no, I think there's nothing wrong with playing sport. There's uh, three waffle games on If you want to go Friday. to church, you can go to church and then go and watch the footy. Mm. Why can't you do both? Well, the three waffle games probably makes it a bit tricky. You, you'd only go to one game. Well, though, yeah, and, I, and that's, that's a good it's point. It's a good time to spend with your family, though. You can spend you know I mean? time with your family at the footy as well. <laughs> you raise a good <laughs> point, though, about the waffle. I think it, it is good to give the waffle a bit of a standalone situation as well. So that's a really good point. I, I don't mind double headers on Good Friday. Hi, guys. Thanks for awarding me the Thirsty Camel Award. Okay. For your information, pronunciation of my name is attached. <laughs> oh, this is Raul. Did you Google it, what it was? No, so we'll check out, out how to pronounce his name. He's, he's passed it on to us. How to, I bet it's Raul. Raul, you were calling him Raul. What we'll do is we'll have a look like at that link. I think I did have a look at that link, and it took me through. It was taking too long, and I was busy. So uh, apologies, but so we'll get on. So you give us stuff, in other words. No, I could care. <laughs> no, he's one of our most valuable um, listeners. So Mate, Raul. We will look at that and get back to you, I promise. Raul? Okay. Sean, I think it's Sean. It was Cian of Dublin. Sean. <laughs> of Dublin. Just in response to the listener's question from Thursday regarding coaches who have won premierships and those who haven't, and can they be yes. good coaches? It's widely seen throughout football in Europe that old-style fire and ice coaches who motivate through fear are a dying breed. In Europe, there is a move towards more modern and perhaps tactically astute coaches, such as Guardiola and a number of other blokes like Klopp who have occasional fiery outbursts. Has the AFL seen a shift in the pattern like this as well? Or is it still the use of fear and anger, as we've seen as the best coaching style, like Malthouse and Sheedy? Definitely been a shift. Pagan. I think there's still room for it, but there's definitely been a shift. I think the demographic now, mate, you Too can't smart. just scream at kids. Yeah, this They will not listen. Well, they're just not going to listen. Plus, they go to water sometimes. They're, well, they're not they going, go and complain. Well, if they're not going to respond. he yelled at me. <laughs> he touched me. Well, that happened at North last year, remember? And then David Noble apologised, and then they wow. shifted on eventually. I didn't like. You know, that. the assistant coaches have to be super careful. They're the ones most at risk. If they t- if they go too hard at a player, the player can go and speak to his manager or go and speak to the CEO and complain about the assistant coach. Mm. What we was, have, the, worst, lost the, plot what was the worst thing Mick ever said to you, mate? I was there when Tom, John Todd did a backhander into. Uh, Craig Turley's orchestra stalls, mm. and he couldn't go start the game because of his. He needed an ice pack in that area. Were you there for the invisible football game? Yeah, yeah, in the dark. Tell us about the yeah. invisible football game at Royal but that, Park. But that was that Royal was Park, Princess wasn't Park. It? Yeah, next Royal to Park. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. next to it. Yeah, and it was there was no light, so all the media was there. The Melbourne media was there. But hang on, you weren't you outside the ground? Yeah, but this was this was our training before the match, mm-hmm. and we used to stay at Princess Park, but. Toddy said, oh, it's too dark to use the footies. We might break some fingers or whatever. Let's play a handball game without a ball. And we go, yeah, sure, mate. Uh, good tactics. No, no, I'm serious. Start handballing. So we start doing these. Yeah, Louis, Louis, Louis. Yeah, yeah. Wusha, wusha, wusha. You know, handball. And, and then, it, you know, when the game ended, Louis took the ball. He ran over to the road there at Princess Park. And pretended to boot the crap out of it. Yeah, so kicked, <laughs> across the road, <laughs> kicked in a footy that he didn't have. <laughs> that across it was the invisible. Road. <laughs> and then what did John Todd say? He wasn't very happy. No, but he, he, was, he oh, thought very clever. Is it the myth that he said, no, "Go and get it"? Oh, that's right. He said, "Yeah, now go and get it." <laughs> <laughs> so Louis jogs across the road, pretends to pick it up. God, your story. I wasn't there. I'm telling you. Yeah, what I know. She's got a good memory. Good day, Glenn and Adrian. Wow, must be my mum. This is deliberately getting sent in Thursday night in an attempt oh, yes. to play Oracle. Liam Henry, this is what he's th- gets yes. smashed on socials. Honestly, I don't know why. Yeah, the bloke isn't this relentless trailblazer, but he's delivered countless times inside 50 kicks only for them to be dropped by Freddie Tabs and Das. How is it his fault that they have pancake hands dipped in oil and can't grab the footy? But someone like Ethan Hughes plays as, as, as he's been instructed by the coaches 
that goals are not allowed and that directing a football elsewhere near the forward 50 is a droppable offence. <laughs> Hell Pierce et al. Say, said they were happy with how they were going pre-season. Shows where the Dockers are at. With the treatment of Henry and some of the fans, what do you say? The Eagles will win and they will be, and it will be because Freo didn't take risks. Harris. There you go. Well, I think he's actually – you go on with the next one. Yeah. And I'm going to find it because he actually did subsequently send us another email after. Clearly, his tip, the Eagles to win, didn't come off, although I'm not sure if it was really his fault. There you go. He said, well, I was completely wrong. Henry, Henry was flat out dreadful. Oh, it's a bit harsh. Has a beautiful lace-out kick that is gracefully delivered straight to West Coast. Um, he did pick the Eagles, but I think there's a bit of an asterisk there. I think they were beaten by injury. Anyway, so you've you got your mate from Virginia here, Brett. Yes. The loader operator. Oh, yes. Read that out. He's, he's quite lengthy. He, did, he must have won the Thirsty Camel at some stage because he says he can no longer take home the free beers as I'm now a loader operator in Virginia. Yes. Yeah, so he was a, a, a loader driver who used to uh, email us quite a bit. We've had truck drivers, Barra. We've had loader drivers. How did he end up in Virginia? Sorts. Is that Virginia, well, it might USA? Have been a work op- employment opportunity over there. Yes. Doing it is. Very well. He says, uh, I don't see the Eagles winning the flag. I'm certainly not advocating my former schoolmate, Justin Longmuir, get the sack either. But if Frio somehow loses the derby this weekend, I might not be the only supporter moving abroad. So this came late <laughs> last week, but I thought it was worth mentioning because um, he has been a great supporter of ours. Uh, hi, Brett, if you're listening, um, keep listening and uh, good luck with the job over there. Send us another email. Let us know how you're going. I think that's it, my friend. Well, thank you for your emails. Please uh, keep them coming. Uh, email them to Quarters and Barra. That's Barra with two R's. Quarters and Barra at wanews.com.au. Thank you to Thirsty Camel. And thank you to our sp- sponsor, Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help if you have any issues on 1800 858 858. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Barra, for your insights once again. And I look forward to previewing... Round four on Thursday. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.